Hi, welcome to Living with Tole, where we provide new ideas, strategies, and inspiration to help you connect to presence, even through the challenges of everyday life. I'm Leo Ristamuno. And I'm Greg Larson, life coach, speaker, and expert teacher of Eckhart Tolle's The Power of Now and a New Earth. On this episode of Living with Tole, we talk about honoring your intuition. We explore how intuition can be cultivated through the teachings of Eckhart Tolle. And we discuss how to use your intuition to help inspire your decision-making process in everyday life situations. Welcome everybody to another edition of Living with Tolle. I just wanted to start today by letting everyone know that um, on the website we have our archive of podcasts and we have a space for you to add comments and feedback and if you're looking if you're experiencing a certain situation in life and if you're looking for an insight on that or for some guidance around that go ahead and send that in and we can either reply through the comment section or maybe we'll use that as a topic for our podcast so please feel free to send in your questions or your feedback on the website we'd really appreciate that if you're a first-time listener, uh, what we're trying to do with this website, our, our intent is to uh, basically discuss ways that we can apply the teachings of Eckhart Tolle to everyday life uh, through the daily challenges that we meet, through the uh, daily routines, the daily situations uh, that challenge us on a daily basis and take us away from the presence and the awareness that we'd like to be cultivating, ideally. So that's that's our goal. And so... If you got to this website through different searches, um, I have a question for you. Uh, how did you get here? Why did you get here? And what is it that you'd like to get from this website? And if you could take a moment to consider that question, uh, what would you like to get from this website? That translates for us into how can we be of service to you? Actually, that leads in perfectly with you know a theme that's been running through my life ever since the Oprah and Eckhart webinar in the spring of 2008 and it's a question that Eckhart poses and it's simply to ask how is life calling me to serve and so in a sense as you send in feedback that's how I interpret or that's one of the ways life is calling me to serve so you know if you feel inspired or if your intuition is calling you to to send in to, to reply to something or to send in your feedback please follow your intuition Yes, thank you very much for doing that and for listening and, and for contributing to our growing project here. Yes, thank you. And following your intuition is actually the topic for today. I was out taking my morning walk this morning and I was asking myself, what is my intuition guiding me to talk about today on the podcast? And immediately my intuition said, well, talk about your intuition or talk about the process <laughs> of intuition and cultivating intuition and really how the teachings of Eckhart Tolle can, can cultivate, can nurture, can hone your ability as a human being to make intuitive decisions, to go throughout your day, whether you're dealing with your work environment or your family environment or your own personal growth. How can you, you know, how can you hone or cultivate your ability to make intuitive decisions so that you're being guided in that way? You know, ultimately, you know, my, I am following that. I am following this path of continually asking every day, how is life calling me to serve? 
And I find as I ask that, the best way that I can respond and interact with that question is to when I feel these intuitive impulses surge up within me, and it's like there it is, and to act on that. Hmm. You know, and I think a lot of people get those. You know, a lot of people say I had red flags about this situation, or I had an intuitive right. knowing about this, or I had an intuitive knowing about how to move forward, and yet there was that other voice that came in, that voice that second guessed that right. intuitive knowing, and it said, oh, you could never do that. Right, or you've right, never right. done that before. Why do you think you could do that? Or holy cows, you know how much money that would take? Or oh, that, that means you'd have to reach out to other people. Or you know, all those other voices come in, which in my experience would be the voice of that condition is a conditioned response from the ego and the pain body, which we've discussed in prior episodes. And our, mm -hmm. you know, there, you know, the goal of the ego and the pain body is to thwart your expansion. Is to, mm -hmm. you know, unless that expansion feeds the ego or the pain body in some way, you know, it thwarts that. And how life is calling you to serve is does not serve the pain body or the ego. Mm -hmm. So your intuitive impulses around that. Um, are immediately going to draw this flack or this this resistance. It's it's interesting because um, I had a situation yesterday where I was in a in a meeting with some colleagues who had invited me to contribute towards the development of a major research center uh, where I teach, uh, and I basically sat at the meeting uh, for. Uh, uh, in this group of academics, and I was the one artist there, and uh, and I basically sat still for a long time, sort of intuitively knowing that I had something to contribute, and yet something holding me back against that contribution. And you know, so so the 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 things that hold you back or that 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 criticize you internally without any you know, without even speaking, without even trusting the, the intuition. So I, I held back for about half an hour. Finally, there was a quiet moment in the room, and somebody turned to me and, and said, so, you've been kind of quiet. And I basically went with my intuition, even though I hadn't formulated it. And, I, and the result was wonderful, because I basically turned the conversation around, and, and everyone agreed with the idea that I proposed and thought it was wonderful. And, and we basically, I contributed in a, in a, in a in a surprisingly wonderful way and uh so there was this moment where like i was not trusting my intuition to to say something or to contribute and and all this internal doubt before anybody even got to those criticisms that you were just mentioning oh it'll cost too much money or what are you thinking or this will never happen i was already i had already internalized those and i was say saying those things to myself hmm. you know and when i finally was able to break out and and sort of let my intuition speak. Um, uh, it was it was this moment where, okay, there was an expansion for, of of my own ideas because they grew, and also of the ideas in the room. Wonderful experience, I thought. So it's this question of of trusting to some degree. I mean, that's that's the the popular expression: trust your intuition, right? That's but, right. But so so explain a little bit more about how you give. Um, strength to that intuitive process. Uh, I think you called it intuitive decision making, right? How do you how do you foster that? How do you nurture that? This is where I think Eckhart's insights are so powerful. Mm -hmm. You know, one of his uh, pointers in, a, in the power of now, and he also talks about this in the New Earth, is you know the the body is a portal into the now because no matter how much your mind takes you into the past or future or resists the present moment your body is in the present moment mm -hmm. it is unable to leave the present moment it's fully anchored fully experiencing the now 
So if you're thinking about the past in a sad or traumatic experience, your body is experiencing that now, mm-hmm. even though it was in the past. Or if you're thinking about this meeting next week at work and, all it's, and how you have to present this information in front of 100 colleagues and it's making you have sweaty palms right now, even though that meeting is you know, a week down the road, your body is experiencing that now. And that's actually where stress and anxiety come in. It's it's the mind projecting into the future past, you know, through its power of visual or of imagination and the power of creating the visual. It can experience it almost like you're in the experience, and yet the body isn't there. So the body is being forced to experience these these phantom realities in a sense, but it is physically experiencing those right now. And so the thing is to turn that around to to stop giving so much of your life energy to you know mm. these mental projections into the past or future and actually give your energy your conscious attention to your body mm. and Eckhart you know talks about this process of tuning into your inner body and we actually have a video on the the website living with Tolly website it's the inner body exercise it's a process that I guide people through where you take your focus, your attention, and you give it back to the body. Mm. And you allow your body to be energized through that. And for me, my intuition is not a, it's not a strictly cognitive or a mind you know, tool. It's a body. It's my body receiving information that's, uh, that's interpreting the experience in a certain way. And then it's generating a response. And then my mind interprets that response. Oh, I should really speak up right here. But it's the body saying, oh, this isn't resonating. You know, the, and it's, it's more than just a, I'm, I'm interpreting thoughts. The body interprets the vibration and the, you know, the, the, what the, uh, the other people in the room are emanating as far as their vibration or their information. I mean, it's a complete visceral experience, not just a, I'm listening to what they're saying and it's not, matching it's like i'm getting a sense in the room that this isn't going down the path it needs to and what i'm you know i have information and so this is where i need to stop the meeting right here and speak up as i would guess to venture uh-huh. <laughs> not, not not to you know i don't want to harp on this too long but you know i i can only imagine that leaders within the banking industry were like sensing i don't know i mean even though this is easy money and things are happening i'm sure their intuition was stating something else mm. and yet the, the as everyone i've read you know certain times the it was like it was, the money was coming in so easy it was like a drug it was like an opium mm-hmm. you, they couldn't stop mm-hmm. you know taking in the money even though i'm sure their intuition was saying this is unsustainable mm. we are setting ourselves up here you know yeah. for you know and so ultimately because they weren't following their intuition they got you know this the, it generated this huge situation a lot of us are having to deal with now and so that I'm, I'm relating it back to the experience yesterday where I was I was focusing on on the dynamics of the room the conversation and, and trusting whether or not I had formulated what my ideas were uh, and and basically I was okay with sitting still and, and quiet until there was this moment where I you know, again, was it an intuitive moment where I trusted that I would now be able to contribute in a in a way that would allow the process to grow? And then that's when I spoke up. Um, and it's funny because I didn't gesture to speak up. I didn't say anything. And yet the person leading the meeting turned to me and said, so what do you think, Leo? And so there was this moment where 
I don't know, it was almost like an energy that's like, okay, now the space has been created, now I can contribute. Uh, and um, I don't know, I'm, I'm trying to pinpoint that what that felt like, because you're mentioning the body being the center for that sensing, mm-hmm. right? And the, the, the body's awareness of, of sensing the energy of the room um, versus the, you know, the mind's um, fear of, speaking out of place or out of turn or speaking uh, or doing something that might be uh, seen as wrong or as improper. Um, So there's this almost like this conflict of the, you know, the body having an intuition, trusting, sensing that now is the time or this is going to contribute versus the mind, right? Which is the, I mean, ultimately we're talking about the ego here, right? We're talking about uh, preventing oneself from, from, is the word trust, from being, from being aware well, you said the ego, the, you know, the ego is trying to protect itself. And like you were just mentioning, if I speak out of place or if I share this information, it's not quite formulated right. Will it come off being sounding funny or ill-informed or mm-hmm. not as mm-hmm. smart or as intelligent as the other people in the room? So that's what you're, you know, the, the intuition is, is guiding in a way. And then the ego, because it has to protect its, its image, its identity that it's created, will come up with these other excuses like you said you even went through a whole role play in your head as the meeting's going on about you know if i did speak up i can see myself saying this or not coming out as as you know speaking as you know fluently as i should or as you know intelligent as i should so i guess i should <laughs> i shouldn't mm-hmm, speak at all mm-hmm, or whatever sure. maybe so you play the whole scenario out in your head decide not to speak you know because the ego's trying to protect itself so it's not images of boy if i share this there'll be this dramatic expansion and consciousness will flow into the conversation that's not the dialogue going on in your head it's just the opposite it's the right so that's one way to gauge that how is that you know, where, what's the source of those thoughts? Hmm. Is the source of those thoughts the intelligence of the body that's feeding, that's that's encouraging expansion, connection, you know, acceptance, you know, from moving forward? Or is it, you know, being, you know, are, are those thoughts being triggered by the ego, which is contraction, mm-hmm. um, protection, um, you know, I'm better than them. How can I position myself in a way where I'm, I can one-up them in the conversation? So asking yourself those questions, where, where are these thoughts coming from? What, what's the nature of these thoughts that I'm thinking? Is it about expansion? Is it about a service? Is it about creating a space where we can all grow? Is that where these thoughts are coming from? Or are they coming from the more ego-driven questions of fear or, or uh, egoic sort of being better than them? Is, so that's a practice then to, to stop and reflect on the thoughts right would that be a, a practice a take home so to speak a takeaway here that we can that we can expand on without doubt and awareness of those thoughts is key as Eckhart states in the new earth awareness is the greatest agent for change so having an awareness of your thoughts and what is the source of those thoughts and what is the experience of those thoughts are they contracting are they limiting are they fearful are they expansive are they contributing are they you know nurturing supportive Mm. You know, so that's, uh, uh, you know, a part of that. But again, it comes down to, you know, you're in your current space right now. You have a certain level of consciousness that you've been cultivating now that you've become awakened through Eckhart's teachings or your own other, another awakening experience. But maybe Eckhart's teachings are now feeding that in a way that allows it to grow and expand. Right. So now you're in this process again, like we've been sharing with other areas. It's not a matter of, oh, okay, I can become intuitive. So I'm going to take a 
pill or turn on press a button and all of a sudden my intuitive making you know abilities are going to increase it's about i need to be in this process of expanding and honing my ability to make intuitive decisions in the moment that allow me to follow truly this path of how life is calling me to serve mm. and when you're asking that question you that is being on a path of your spiritual awakening mm. and so you can in a sense as you hone your ability to make intuitive decisions those are being allowing you to contribute to the awakening of of your own consciousness and of the collective consciousness of humanity and now with all these rapid developments going on as I was sharing in an earlier conversation you know change is happening so fast now and there's so much information coming into our lives every day that to sit back and to read each piece and to reflect on it intellectually to determine whether or not this is contributing to your growth that's one way of approaching it although I think you'll have a backlog of you know of papers to read the other approach is to use your intuition and to really you know make decisions moving forward based on that you know in the past you may had time to you know look at each document read each email you know really digest the information you know and analyze it and you know use all your your past skills to really get the value of it but nowadays really is so much information coming at us that you really need to intuitively sense does this add value or is this of value Mm -hmm. and move forward from that and even though you may there may have been a bit of information over there that might have helped in a certain way you really need you, you can use your intuition to really sense what is the value of this regarding what I'm doing right now and also in relation to how I'm being called to serve because there's lots of ways to get involved there's lots of ways to connect with people nowadays but how does that and when you're you know when you're tuned into that when you're listening to how you're being called to serve by life and there's a sense of what that is then with all this information coming at you you can the information is used to guide you through that so that the information that will allow you to move forward in a certain way that fulfills on how you're being called that allows for that joy of being to be expressed you can harness your intuition to absorb the information that's useful around that instead of being clogged down or being stuck in all the information overload mm -hmm. so that's just one practical you know application is that in dealing with the you know the daily email and the paper mail and the news and everything coming at us being up on Facebook or Twitter you know there's so much so many ways to receive information is that and all of it can be useful to a certain degree but how can you you know as you're looking stuff viewing stuff listening to your intuition so it can guide you as to the value of that information in accordance to how you're being called to serve hmm. in accordance to what is your greatest good that you could be doing with this moment and in so many other applications even if you're a salesperson dealing with clients you know and, and you know and actually I was in a conversation with a mediator not that long ago and he was talking about how in the field of law and in mediation how there's a need now for this type of information because they want to move away from being in their head and not listening to the client and therefore mm -hmm. they're not serving the client's needs so they're being perceived as providing a valuable service and listening more as he said from their heart so they're tuned into the client and actually listening to what's going on and then once you are tuned in you can follow your intuition 
and then better serve your client, hmm. better provide for their needs, better anticipate what it is, a solution when you can offer that and go, that is exactly what I was looking for right there. Thank you for bringing that up. Right. right well, thank right. you for presenting that. So we're moving away from a model or from a way of being where you're totally attacking the world or analyzing the world with your mind. To, you're still accessing your mind when needed, but you're dropping away from that, tuning into the body so you can connect with the other person. Mm-hmm. So you can be there for them. And as they're moving through their journey or as they're, their situation or their scenario, you can sense that and maybe anticipate you know in a way that you like you said yesterday you anticipated through your intuition you could contribute mm-hmm. at this level and then listening to that and at the end actually you were invited to share so, and that, absolutely yeah that was an opportunity to come up but other times you might not be invited to share then you leave the meeting and you're like oh i should have shared at that mm-hmm. i should have said i was I, I felt i was you know i should have shared that it might have helped but then you never know because you leave the meeting without following your intuition at which time the other part of the ego takes over, which is regret. There you go. Then the ego comes in and talks about that. Yeah, oh, if I would have shared this, I could have got that advancement of that promotion, or I could have, you know. Right, right. Didn't let it go at the meeting, you know, with just accepting that, well, it wasn't time to share. I chose not to share. But instead, you drag it on after the meeting, thinking, ah, oh, I should have shared. I should have shared. When through the whole meeting, you were thinking, I shouldn't share. I shouldn't share. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the ego gets you one way or the other. <laughs> one way or the other. Exactly. 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 Yeah. Well, let me tell you another another situation that um, uh, there was there was another uh, a meeting where, uh, in, and I'm thinking in terms of work, right? I'm trying to keep this practical, but I, uh, and and let me just preface this by saying we're going to get to a different higher level in a second. But I, I suppose there is no higher level or another. But in terms of work, I had another situation where I had a meeting with you know somebody who you know I don't particularly get along with, and there was a lot of. You know, contentious issues brought up at this one particular meeting, and you know, this is a question of my defending my position versus the other position that was being presented, et cetera, et cetera. So a contentious meeting. There was another moment where um, my my intuition was to kind of hold my ground, to 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 battle, to not get taken over. You know, the, and then I thought, well, wait a minute, how am I being called to serve? And there was a split second where I was able to see the other person and just what that person was. Hmm. Um, I can't define what that is. I can't tell you what that is. Um, But there was a moment, this sort of peace that came over me, and I let the person finish talking. I continued to disagree, but it was a very different kind of disagreeing. And... um, and again, in terms of intuition, the, the fine line between an intuition that calls you to battle or to constrict or to fight or, you know, versus an intuition that allows you to expand the presence of the other person, the presence of yourself, to accept the other person as, well, you know, he communicates differently than I do or he has different opinions than I do. And that's just what I need to accept and what I will accept. And let's grow from that position, right? There was a, a, a transformative me- moment in the meeting where you know it could have gone it could have gone badly, but instead it went well because of this moment of awareness. And I, you know, again, what is this intuition about? This intuition to resist or to fight, or this, you know, is that the kind of intuition I want to be following and trusting, or is it? Do I want to uh, tap into an intuition that's more expansive and allows me to be more aware and create a better situation? Um, so again, a, a micro level example of of this process of intuition and trusting it and developing and fostering it i and i think that's right there and and in the context of your spiritual awakening 
No, because I assume also that, you know, uh, mobsters use their intuition for organizing crimes or, you know, it's time to leave now. I hear the sirens coming. We need to get out, you know, or whatever it may right. happen. So uh, intuition can be harnessed for that way. But, we're, you know, we're talking here on the level of consciousness exactly. and following this question of how is life calling me to serve? Mm-hmm. And the way you'll be able to follow that, to, to hear that, is through listening to your intuition and cultivating your intuition. And as we discussed earlier, what I have discovered is the best way to do that is to follow this inner body exploration, or this guided meditation that allows you to to redirect your conscious energy, which may be directed outward now towards your you know, relationships or your car or your family or mm-hmm. media, you know, whatever you're watching in the media, and take your attention and direct it to the body and feel your body be energized. And therefore, you're you're allowing your body to use that to to cultivate its ability to uh, speak to you intuitively, speak to your awareness intuitively. So when your body picks up a, a vibration that's a signal about something, that it, that vibration can be interpreted by your awareness and by your your brain in a way that leaves a message for you. Mm. There it is. As I've seen other people, you know, say later, there's a probably a, there's a pager going off at times, and in a sense, an internal pager saying, you know, you need to move in this direction, or you need to, you know, you need to, you know, you need to take this moment and just stop and listen to your child, hmm. because you know, I was, that's a very practical level too. Is, you know, I have a four-year-old daughter and a two-year-old son, and you know. You know, the best way for me to support them is not to, you know, when I was growing up back in the 70s, we did it this way. And, you know, there's I don't see any other way to do this. And you should be able to, you know, to go through life the same way. It's like, how do my kids interacting in today's world with today's challenges and today's technology? Mm-hmm. How do I need to be there for them? And how do I need to connect to them? And I think the best way to be as a parent and to serve your children as a parent is to intuitively interact with them, hmm. and to cultivate your intuition because you might sense red flags with, you know, their activities. You know, I'm right. projecting now when they get older and there's opportunities now to experiment with drugs or to experiment with other, you know, sure. behaviors. You know, how do I interact with them intuitively so when I sense something's up, I can sit down and have a conversation, and then in that conversation through my intuition, I can sense, you know, how they need to be supported. Mm-hmm. Not telling them what to do, but. You know, I hear that this is where you're at and you're feeling this way. Well, you know, how can we support you in, you know, in moving forward in a way that's positive instead of negative? And again, it's, it's, it goes even beyond positive and negative. It, it, those terms that you said earlier, that you mentioned earlier in terms of expansion versus restriction or constriction. Or that's right. That's right. Service versus uh, egoic uh, self-worth or self-proving. It's not a question of... I will prove that you must do what I say because I am the father and I know better. It is a question of how can I expand this child's consciousness into yeah. the world and, and how can we expand together our consciousness of the context of the situation my child is in right now and the situation that, you know, uh, how can I guide? You know, so it's a question of how can I be of service? How am I being called to serve versus imposing or battling? or, or um, And so when the intuitive decision needs to emerge and needs to happen asking that those key questions right differentiating between 
between the two different types of intuition. One is more egoic, the other one is more aware and present, right? That's that right. seems to be the, the deciding factor in knowing and which one to trust, really. That's exactly it, and what a crucial area of life that, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it's very, in all areas, like your profession, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Your, your children, your, your spouse, your mm-hmm. primary relationship, you know, all these areas, you know, if you were to harness your intuition at a greater level and, and following this, you know, awareness or this spiritual awakening or this call to serve, how would that influence your relationships or how you show up at work and how you are as a parent with your children? And how you are as a child with your parents. Yeah, absolutely. You know, those are all parts that, that were harnessing or cultivating and honing your ability to harness your intuition and to follow your intuition. How would that impact your life? Mm. And then when that intuition comes up, your, your state of presence is what will allow you to, to still hear those voices of the ego or the pain body and yet still act on your intuition because the state of presence is there that allows for that to happen whereas if your state of presence isn't cultivated to a certain degree that energy of the ego and pain body will override your intuition and keep you quiet at the meeting or not say anything to your child even though you sense they're wanting your communication they're wanting you to to be there for them and to be their parent, mm. or or force you to impose um, because of the ego of being a, a a parent, force you to impose something without truly being consciously aware of the the child and the child's needs. That's right. Well, um, yeah. Uh, listen, uh, we're we're at about thirty minutes right now, and uh, we want to limit it to uh, to a thirty minute podcast as we usually do. But I just want to say that we should uh, continue this conversation on intuition because there's a whole other side to intuition. It's related, but it's something that uh, Greg and I were talking about off the air, which is following your intuition when your intuition uh, calls you to do things that. Uh, are inspiring to the degree that they make you burst out of your structures. <laughs> <laughs> so those moments of inspiration, right? I guess that's that's when we start to move from intuition to inspiration, uh, to do the, the the truly wonderfully great things in life uh, that might challenge our daily routines and structures. Um, that's a different kind of intuition and inspiration and how to harness that so that we have this sense of satisfaction and, and service to life. Um, I think that would make a great topic for our next episode. I totally agree. Yeah, yeah. I was, was reading an article in this about this artist who is on an odyssey and it's like, wow, being on an odyssey in life, an odyssey of service and an odyssey of, you know, giving back in an odyssey of spiritually awakening and how that would affect your children and your 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 wife and you know, or your spouse just all these wonderful things mm-hmm. and it's like that's what we're talking about and allowing your intuition to guide you on an odyssey really of life and that you know that inspired me that's the kind of life I want to live I want to be on an odyssey where I'm serving and contributing you know and this podcast is part of this so yes and so we will continue our thread here. Yes. We're going to continue that conversation in our next podcast. So we'd like to say goodbye for now. And again, send us feedback and let us know uh, how this all relates to your daily life and how we can be of service in your life. So take care, Greg. Till the next time. All right, Leo. Take care.
拜拜，拜拜。